This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Thursday, March the 4th. Hope you're okay. We're starting off today with Airbnb being accused of breaking lockdown rules by allowing people to stay in accommodation in parts of Kent. Our reporter posed as a holidaymaker and contacted 45 of the website's hosts in and around Canterbury. 11 said they would book a weekend getaway, even though that's currently illegal. Well, Jack Dyson carried out the investigation and joins me on the podcast. Firstly, Jack, can you explain exactly what you did? I chose to contact uh, 15 Airbnb owners uh, from Canterbury, 15 from Hernbay and 15 from Whitstable. And I posed as someone travelling from outside the area uh, to the district, the Canterbury district, in search of of wanting a holiday or wanting a weekend away, I think I said. And I asked them whether they'd be happy for me to um, uh, book up a room in their accommodation and waited for their responses. And what did they say to you? Well, 11 of them um, were happy for me to book up. Um, Some of them asked me before sending me an offer uh what's the purpose of your visit and stuff like that and i made it clear that i was coming for a holiday and a non-essential journey and uh, i still got the offers others said immediately yep yeah, um i'm happy for you to stay in my accommodation and when asked if uh there was any risk of like neighbors uh, reporting me to the authorities or anything like that uh, of, of me being found out um many of these people um attempted to reassure me and said that either the neighboring properties weren't occupied or students were there uh or just the neighbors keep themselves to themselves uh but it has to be said um 34 of of the airbnb owners i contacted were uh were against me booking a room and set uh, cancelled my request uh, which was heartening to see. And there was one uh, particularly um, annoyed host who later told me that uh, she had received several uh, similar uh, approaches from people wanting rule-breaking holidays, uh, who told me to, that I was risking other people's lives and I was being incredibly uh, selfish in my actions. As you say, nice to hear that uh, the vast majority of people are sticking to the rules, but were you still quite surprised that some were prepared to let you go there for a holiday? Yes, and uh, particularly uh, particularly after like follow-up messages where uh, I would ask them if the neighbours would report on me or if they asked what the purpose of my visit was. It, it, yeah, they really, really surprised me uh, with their responses and the fact that they seemed so willing to uh, to let me in and uh, others also uh, some of them also um, when they were trying to reassure me were saying that they had had others in their properties in recent weeks as well which uh, made it that bit more surprising. There has been some concern that areas like Whitstable and Herne Bay could have more people heading there now that the, the weather's started to improve a little bit and obviously this route out of lockdown is going to take 
a bit of time. You've been speaking to, to local councillors and um, the city's MP as well. What sort of things have they been saying? Well, uh, the local councillors um, were saying to me that they had received reports along these lines uh, right the way through the pandemic, during all three uh, of the lockdowns. Um, and they were uh, unsurprised by our findings. And uh, they were saying that, yeah, they'd been aware of similar things right the way through. Um, one of them, Chris Cornell, um, he is an Airbnb super host, which is a title given to people who are particularly experienced in this area. Um, he also described how it's, it remains relatively easy to bypass the rules when booking an Airbnb. And yeah, uh, uh, they, they seem to, uh, it, these findings seem to confirm their, their suspicions. Well, we contacted Airbnb for a response and a spokesman said the firm contacts those with accounts on the platform regularly to remind hosts and guests about the rules for hosting and travel in their area. You can read the full statement and our full investigation at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. A Kent teenager has been released on bail after being questioned in connection with the death of a boxer in Essex. 18-year-old Luke Belfield was stabbed in an alleyway near Southend last Friday. A 17-year-old from Sheppey was arrested on suspicion of assisting an offender and theft of a motor vehicle. Police say they're still looking for the drivers of two cars after a teenager was injured in a hit-and-run near Canterbury. The 15-year-old was taken to hospital after being knocked over on Bleen Hill at the weekend. The vehicles involved were on the wrong side of the road and thought to be racing at the time. Nine men and two teenage boys have been arrested after police seized more than 120,000 illegal cigarettes in Medway. Officers carried out an operation at newsagents in Chatham and Gillingham and also confiscated nearly 20 kilos of rolling tobacco. The suspects have been questioned on suspicion of conspiring to commit tax evasion. There have been 76 million unsuccessful attempts to hack into Kent County Council computers in just three months. Most of those between October and December last year came from Russia or China. The council say they're tightening up security to make sure data is protected. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. Now, Kemp firms are being warned that they could face discrimination claims if they insist on new employees having the COVID vaccine. You might have heard about this. A number of leading firms in the UK have recently said they would turn down staff who refuse to have the jab on non-medical grounds. Well, now a law firm in the county has spoken out on the issue. Ish has been chatting to Ben Stepney from Thompson, Snell and Passmore, based in Tunbridge Wells and Dartford. It will depend very much upon your workplace uh, and a key factor will be whether your workplace is one that does or doesn't make it easy to maintain social distancing. So if you're, if the nature of your workplace, for example, maybe uh, a care home, uh, doesn't make it easy to maintain social distancing, uh, then you may be in a stronger position to justify a requirement that a new recruits uh, have been vaccinated or take the opportunity to be vaccinated rather than say a, a spacious office. Yeah, and, you, and you mentioned there about a, a care home, for example, KUK uh, amongst those leading firms which are going to be following this. It seems like there is quite an appetite for, for doing something like this. 
yeah, there seem to be um, more organisations who are prepared to to come out and say that is uh, what they're going to implement. Um, it is even those who are mo most robust about uh, vaccinations in the workplace, uh, as far as I know, are, are only saying that they're going to implement the policy for new recruits because as an employer, it's easier to implement new requirements on someone who's new than is uh, in comparison to your, to your existing staff. Uh, but I think employers are concerned and they've got various duties to weigh up here. They've got a duty to maintain a, um, a safe working environment for their employees, for those other staff, uh, as well as visitors, customers, service users, depending upon, upon the context. Uh, and some, some will have come to the view that that requiring new employees to have been vaccinated against COVID is a, is a proportionate means of um, exercising those duties. You mentioned the word robust. Will they need a robust argument for implementing this? It will certainly help. And I mean, it's going to be a lot of um, debate as we go forward about whether uh, a policy uh, was justified. Uh, and, uh, and to some extent, employees may be in the hands of, of what happens with the pandemic uh, across the country if we... Um, if, if all goes well and, and we reach some form of nationwide herd immunity later in the year, then, then it might be harder to still justify everybody who comes in to have been vaccinated. But there, there, there are going to be risks involved. We are in a, in a new, new area here of, um, of, of seeking to require employees to have been vaccinated. Um, and um, and there, there are going to be cases that, that, that arise out of this to test whether uh, employers were legally justified in, in imposing such requirements. Work on a large housing estate in Ashford has been delayed because of poor water quality at a nature reserve. Building of the 725 home Conningbrook Park scheme was due to start last year. However, it's currently on hold as there are concerns that wastewater from other developments are affecting the River Stour and wetlands at Stodmarsh. Meantime, plans for 800 new homes next to Capstan Farm Country Park in Medway have been rejected. The proposal had also included a primary school, GP surgery, shops and play areas. Council bosses have turned it down because of the impact on the countryside. A bus has had its windscreen smashed after something was thrown at it in Canterbury. It was being driven along Sturry Road towards the city centre when it was targeted near South Street on Monday. Police are keen to speak to any witnesses, especially a dog walker who was in the area at the time. Kent Online reports. Thousands of children across Kent have been taking part in a virtual World Book Day this year. Normally, they would have gone into school dressed as a character from a story, but classrooms, of course, don't fully reopen until next week. That means many have been doing it at home instead, and we've also used the day to find out how some of Kent's independent bookshops are coping, as, like all non-essential retail, it's been a really hard time for them. Philip Holden runs the Mr Books shop in Tunbridge. Uh, it's been a real struggle. Um, we uh, we have a, a mass of uh, second-hand books and uh, really the, the aim has always been for people to come and browse and spend time in the shop. We sell new books as well and, and um, our aim always, uh, uh, we've had the shop approaching five years now but it's been in the town for 15 um, the aim has always been to uh, just increase the number of people coming into the shop and uh, and to increase the uh, the new book stock and so on. And uh, yeah, the, since March of last year, it's just kind of blown a hole in that. Really, to be honest, uh, we've hardly been open. 
and uh, it's uh, it's been difficult. There's you know there's been some help along the way. Um, we've had some uh, support from uh, local authorities in terms of uh, rates and the, and the grants. And uh, online has been helped enormously uh, by uh, bookshop.org. Uh, we've got a, a page there. You can go and you know, look at our selections of books and buy all the new books there. So that has made a difference. But um, I mean, it's prevented us growing in the way that we wanted to. And it's prevented us doing the kind of live events that we always uh wanted to do to to generate that uh traffic and that the, the community uh feeling that was really part of a, a local bookshop andrea don from nickel books would ordinarily be going into classrooms so children could swap their book tokens for something to read she's also been chatting to sophie yeah so world book day has been so different because normally i would be contacting schools and saying can i come in with my with my books and sell directly to the children or with um, and nurseries and, and play groups and things like that, I would take a I would take a, a, a market stall basically, and then they the children would each come out of their classes with their tokens and and either look at books or get the World Book Day books directly with their tokens. Um, whereas this year, it's um, all of the tokens are well, most of the tokens are done by email, so um, and of course I can't visit the schools, I can't go into the schools. And, and deal with the children directly. So what we've done instead, um, with um, with permission from the Booksellers Association, which is what World Book Day is run through, um, is that we've decided that the children don't need a token, physically need it. Um, they do have the email ones that the, that the schools have sent out, but a lot of children have missed those. So what we've said is that each child will have will get a free book if they contact us regardless of whether they've got the token. If they're a child and they want a free book, they can have one. I've got stacks of them waiting to be given out. I've already given quite a few out and and they can buy extra books as well for a pound each if they want to do that. And obviously normal books are also available to buy. They're mainly going coming through my website or through my Facebook page and contacting me that way to say, you know, can you recommend something? It's it's the recommendations that, that makes it so much more important. Um, if if I can recommend their the child's next best book, then that's that's just amazing for me, um, and obviously yeah, then then people are, and I and it means as well that I don't have to just do sitting born at the moment because of because it's all online, I'm getting people being recommended further afield, so I can post out I I send books out free anyway, free postage within the UK, so I'm getting further afield. But it's, you know, with the World Book Day books especially, it is about the local area for me. And I, I'm going onto the island, I'm going up as far as Raynham and down towards Tenham. So imagine, like, you know, a, almost a five-mile radius I can take, take books to people without them having to worry about paying for postage. If your little one's dressed up today, please feel free to still share pictures on our Facebook. Staying with World Book Day, and nearly half of Kent's libraries will reopen over the next eight weeks. The county council say 43 will be back with full services by the end of April. And Southeastern are going to be putting on extra train carriages to make room for school children returning on Monday. 11 of the busiest routes will be extended, including services from Ramsgate, Dover and Faversham. The company is also reminding youngsters to wear face coverings and observe social distancing. Kent Online Report. 
Sports. Now bosses at an historic railway running between Kent and Sussex have revealed it needs £100,000 to keep going. The Kent and East Sussex Railway, which runs from Tenterden to Bodium, is marking its 60th anniversary this year. The attraction has been closed for most of the past year because of the pandemic, though, and needs to recoup losses by July. Ashford MP Damien Green is supporting their fundraising. For 60 years, the Kent and East Sussex Railway has played an important role in the life of people in Tenterden, in the wider borough of Ashford, and indeed across Kent. And it's really important that as we recover from COVID, the railway is here for another 60 years for people to enjoy. That's why I'm so keen that the sustainability appeal that the railway is now launching uh, is a success. I'm happy to support it. We've heard that many of my predecessors as MPs for Ashford have supported the railway, and I'm very happy to stand in that tradition and hope that many of you will want to support the railway as well. And perhaps unsurprisingly, this has been one of our most read stories today. Weatherspoon have announced which Kent pubs will reopen next month. Under the government's roadmap out of lockdown, we should be allowed back into beer gardens on the 12th of April. 18 of the county's 31 Weatherspoons will reopen then. You can see the full list at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online Sports. Cricket and it was a disappointing innings for Kent Zach Crawley on day one of the fourth and final test against India. He was out for just nine runs earlier. England were dismissed for 205 and had restricted the host to 24 for one at the close of play. The tourists are currently 2-1 down in the series. That's all for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to the IM News app. That will give you access to all of KM Group's newspapers. Just head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.